There's a saying that productive people are not always acknowledged, but acknowledged people are always productive. Hi, and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching, and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence, and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. Today, I'm joined by motivational speaker and realtor, Dia Arbe, to discuss how to create communities in the workplace. Dia, you've had a really interesting life. Please tell us about your background and why you're doing the work that you're doing today. Ah, thank you, Suzanne. Yes. Uh, first, thank you so much for the opportunity to just share with you and your uh, listeners it's really a privilege to encourage people. And one of the things I discovered that three out of four people uh, admit feeling some type of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And even on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, belonging is like third from the bottom after your just basic physical needs, human needs. And I didn't, I didn't even consider that. I mean, I grew up in a small Mississippi town, deep south of America. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know if your listeners have ever seen the TV show Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Well, that's the kind of town that I grew up in. Okay. Which was which was good, except for it was not good because you couldn't do anything wrong, or somebody would tell your aunt who would tell your parents, and then you'd be in trouble, right? Oh no, or they right. Out. <laughs> right. So uh yeah, I mean it, it did have advantages when I started. Driving, I could just pull up to the gas station and the guy would come out full service. He'd clean my windshield, pump the gas and check the oil. And I would just say, thanks and wave off. And he knew to write it on my dad's tab. Right. So, <laughs> you know, the advantages of living in a small town. But I didn't know what a treasure that was until much later when I got married. And for my husband's first job, we moved 13 hours away Ooh. from anything or anybody I knew to Central Florida. OK. And I had never lived more than 50 miles away from the only time I moved before I went off to college was from the back bedroom to the middle bedroom. Okay. That was my move. (laughs) And so now I'm like, I meet people. I go, Hey, how you doing? I'm Dia, uh, Irby. And they would go, huh? Yeah. So, and I didn't get, Oh, how's your mom and them? Which translated means, how is your mother and all your relatives? <laughs> you know, nobody cared who I was or what I was doing or what I thought. And it was like, I don't belong. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know how to connect because I am a connector. I'm a networker. I'm a communicator. I'm a connector. And I want to connect with people. And all of a sudden, there was nothing I I couldn't connect with people and there was nothing I could offer or they could give me. We just didn't connect. That's when I realized that is really important to feel like you belong. And that it's not, it's not just connecting. 
because the work that my husband was doing, we had a group of people that kind of came with the job and we were connected, but you want to be claimed. You don't just want to be connected. You want to feel like, you know, you are part of the group. And that's, that has been my intention since then, because I realized that this is a basic need. And if three out of four people say they feel loneliness sometime, maybe not all the time, then there are a whole lot of other people that have a need to feel like they belong. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's kind of my story. So, yeah. So you, you had this um, small town upbringing. You were used to everybody knowing who you were and recognizing you and knowing your family and doing favors for you. And then you moved to Florida. You don't know anybody. And okay, you, you've got the people that you know through your husband's work, but you didn't have a sense of community, of a sense of belonging. So right. I get so you realize the, the importance of belonging and being part of, of a group like that. Um, well, of course, today we're uh, talking about uh, communities in the workplace, Dia. And um, yeah. back in June, I did a podcast with HR consultant Heather Polivka on creating a healthy workplace culture. And it really sparked my interest in how people can interact better at work in order to be happier at work and also so they can achieve the objectives the company are setting them. Um, so I know, given what you've just told me, you're very passionate about communities, and I'd love to know why community is so important in the workplace. In the workplace, wow. If you can create a community or a culture of belonging in the workplace, it boosts your bottom line, really. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, where where is it that people lose money if you're having a business, any kind of business. If you have to keep replacing employees, it can cost anywhere from fifty to $100,000 American money to replace somebody because you've got to recruit, you've got to train, you got all this. That's so right. why not keep people and make, make it where they don't want to leave? Yeah, exactly. So as, as you build this culture of like, I would not even think about going anywhere else. This is the best place on earth. The real estate company that I work with is usually like one or two, number one or two in best places to work. Oh, and because they have a culture of belonging. And that's one of the things that attracted me to it. And the other thing is that people that are acknowledged or feel like they matter in the workplace are going to be more productive. There's a saying that productive people are not always acknowledged, but acknowledged people are always productive. Yes. I have mm -hmm. a friend that was hired in a, a mid-sized company to come in. The, the person hiring him said, we don't, you can do whatever you want to with this, de this department. We were thinking about just firing it, closing it down, uh, repurposing the uh, people that work here. And he walked in and 
you could feel the toxic atmosphere in the room. It was like nobody wanted to be there. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and there was this one person that always came in late and she just kind of wouldn't follow the rules or the system of doing things. And she'd do it her own way and, you know, just had this attitude. And it was like, what do I do with this situation? He began building a culture of belonging. And one of the things he found out that people would do was um, that people talked about all the time was why don't we have a wall of recognition? People that do things, you will know, have their picture, we'll put them up on the wall. They accomplished this goal and, yeah. you know, make it like really acknowledging people. And, um, Everybody said, oh, we tried that. It didn't work. Well, he made this his project. He decided what it was that people needed to accomplish to get to qualify to be on the wall uh-huh. of honor. And, and then he said, I'm hiring a photographer. Your appointment is at this time. Come in, have your picture made. And if you can't make it which was usually what had happened before no problem i'll send the the photographer where you are and i'll charge you for the extra trip and (laughs) you know everybody showed up and it was just a beginning of a turnover of the whole attitude he did a number of other things that that basically fit in this um system or this, the five facet leadership strategy that I've developed. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. Um, it seems to be a very compassionate leadership strategy, dear. Um, and it's on how to create a community in the workplace. So I, I did want to ask you more about that. So please tell me. Absolutely. I love talking. You can't tell. <laughs> Maybe you can't tell. I love talking about this. I love well, first, passionate interviewees. <laughs> if I'm talking too fast or you don't catch what I'm saying, if you go to my website, diaerby.com, I do have an ebook on the complimentary resources that you can download this and actually have it to look over after we finish talking about it. But, you know, like I said, people don't want to just belong. They want to be claimed. Mm-hmm. And I took I took that word claim. Now, I know some people think, oh, you're talking about an insurance claim. No, I'm talking about five facets. It is an acrostic. Each letter stands for something. Uh-huh. The C, I'm going to go through it quickly and then I'll go back and explain it. The sure. C, stands for chosen, the L is loved, the A is acknowledged, the I is invested in, and the M is made for greatness, which bottom line means that somebody matters. So if a person feels claimed, and what's cool about this, it can work in a marriage relationship, or even a friendship. It can work in your family. Mm-hmm. It can work in a nonprofit organization. It can work at, in the workplace. If people feel like 
they're chosen. Like they know that they're recognized for their particular job that they're doing. And they were chosen for that. The lady for my friend that took over this company, the lady that was always late to work and hated, he did a skills analysis and personality test and found out she totally did not need to be in customer service. Obviously, she didn't enjoy it, but she had the gifts to run another part of the company. And she showed up. She did it. She was being innovative about how to improve that department. Mm -hmm. She knew she had been chosen for that particular job. Yeah. So, So that that really brought her out. And then uh, the L is loved. And in the workplace, it means uh, a secure environment. You know that there's no judgment. Now, you may need to have your um, job analysis where your boss says you're doing this, you're not doing that. But it's not because they don't love you. It's because they want you to do better. And it's a requirement and you're not going to show up at work and there, there's insecurity like, oh, well, we didn't tell you anything about this, but we're totally changing everything or we're closing the shop, you know, whatever. In the workplace, the love comes out as security more than uh, anything else. And the A is acknowledged. And like I said earlier, productive people that are acknowledged produce more. Oh, and like my friend that did the, the wall of recognition, the wall of honor, that was acknowledging people. And sometimes that acknowledgement is just stopping and listening and saying, what you're thinking is worth me listen. What, you know, I want to hear what you're, you have to say. Uh-huh. Acknowledge people's uh, input. Yeah, and people feel they're valued and important within the organisation um, and therefore they're more motivated to to work and contribute and, and be a team player as well, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, and I know we're in a different world with uh, all the digital, virtual meetings, but one of the ways in person that is the most impactful way to acknowledge someone is to make eye contact, to look them in the eye Mm -hmm. because the eye is the window to the soul. And when you're looking into someone's eyes, you're saying, I see you. Mm -hmm. I know that you're there. So that is the, the acknowledging. That is a simple way to acknowledge people. And the I is invested in. This can be with time, money, equipment, training, just being aware of the needs of your people in the workplace and investing in them. And again, it makes somebody feel special, doesn't it? It makes them feel important that they matter. Exactly, which mm-hmm. is the M, the made for greatness. If you if you know that each person has gifts, abilities, and talents, skills that 
they can have this potential of greatness. They are made for that. Then uh, it, it encourages someone that they're not like if they didn't show up for work, they would be missed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they matter. They matter. So when, that's another way. Because made for greatness sounds maybe too grandiose. And maybe your greatness is just consistently being there to put that stamp on something, whatever. Y- you matter. And when people know that they're going to be missed, I'm a, I keep coming up with all these M words. <laughs> <laughs> If it, you know, then they're going to want to show up. Yes. Because the it does my part, my cog in the wheel, my part, my spoke on the wheel. If I'm not there, the wheel's not going to roll smoothly. It's going to be bent out of shape. Mm-hmm. So it makes a difference. So when you put all of this together and people feel like they're claimed, C-L-A-I-M, chosen, loved, acknowledged, invested in, and made for greatness, then you're going to have loyalty built in the community, in the culture of the workplace. You're going to have people that don't want to leave because they know somebody's got their back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? That that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as you've been talking, Dia, I've been aware of uh, one particular workplace that I worked in where I felt most part of a community. Um, And I ended up developing friendships there with some of my colleagues. And that, for me, was undoubtedly the best place to work because I felt that I mattered. I could see my contribution to the team. um, And it felt like a supportive community as well. You know, so... um, yeah, I can I can totally see the the benefit of feeling that sense of community in the workplace. Um, so I mean, you obviously you um, go into to workplaces, you help them with this leadership strategy and and implementing it to create this sense of community. Um, have you got any examples of? what's happened when they've started to implement it. So you've, you've given some advantages to the, the claim leadership strategy. Just wondered if you had any kind of stories around that that you'd be willing to share. Well, one, I did want to add this one thing that helps with the um, acknowledging and investing in is um, when you have a meeting, mm-hmm. you want to have, I like acrostics, okay? You want to have a fit meeting. You don't want it sloppy. You don't want it out of shape. You want to have a fit meeting. Uh-huh. So the F is full of value. You don't want to have that staff meeting or that come together that is like, why do we have to come together? You <laughs> want it, they're just going to sell us on the company or they're just going to brag on themselves or whatever. You want it full of value for the people that you're coming together. Yes. And I is for intentional. Everybody knows why you're meeting and you're intentional Mm -hmm. about it. If you are doing a podcast, you did a great job of communicating with me and letting me know what's going on 
on this. You were intentional about it. You have a purpose for it. And, you know, you communicated that. And then the part that helps with the acknowledged, invested in, loved, all of the whole thing is the T. I'm on a meeting every morning, Monday through Friday with, I don't know, I think there's six or 700 agents now that meet in a Zoom meeting and they're real estate agents from all over the United States and Canada. Well, and we start off our meeting with the T. Tell me something good. Ah, right. So you raise your digital hand and you get called on. Now, sometimes it's uh, like I had the other day. I had the most amazing, fastest close on a deal. I met the buyer, had the listing already. She contacted me. We went under contract Saturday and closed on Monday. And there's a long story behind that. But I got to share that with all these people. Oh, yeah. So, and everybody celebrated with me. So when you start off a meeting with tell me something good, so that's full of value, not fluff, intentional, and tell me something good, it builds that sense of community. Because when somebody has something good to share, First of all, it starts off your meeting in a very positive, upbeat way. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sets the sets the tone. Secondly, it it gives everybody something to celebrate and makes you think uh, positive and part of. Like when other people share their victories, I feel like I almost am part of it uh-huh. because I'm getting to experience it with uh-huh. them. Oh, yeah. And then the third thing is it makes you, it gives you this place where, ooh, I get to tell the group this special something. So again, forward to it. Yes. So if you have, oh, I can't wait to tell. And sometimes it's like my daughter's getting married or the grandbaby was born or the, you know, my, uh, this morning, one of the people was telling us his daughter is, a freshman in college and she's there on a scholarship as a football cheerleader Mm -hmm. and how she, because she worked so hard in high school, learned to do all these special flips and twists and turns and jumps and everything that she is the first freshman to ever get to travel with the team and be a cheerleader. And, you know, so we're like, yay. And what's so cool is my grandson plays on the football team that she's cheering for. Oh, (laughs) what? So anyway, uh, so you get to, you know, if you have a fit meeting, that is an application of this that can build a sense of community. So I've seen that. I've seen that happen in the eight o'clock call. And then I'm on another Zoom right after that with another with about almost 200 agents um, that starts at 8.20, goes to 9. So I've watched this happen. I've seen this work. And and basically it's people encouraging and supporting one another and it starts the meeting off in a good way and just makes people feel more positive about, well, about the meeting itself, but all, almost certainly about their work in general because... 
Um, they're going to hear something positive in their day. They're going to be able to share their own positive news. It probably motivates them um, in terms of their own performance at work as well. So, yeah, I can totally see how that works. Yeah. That's it. That's that's we feel claimed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dia, I believe you have eight children and I'm wondering if they've ever been in a job where they felt a lack of community um, and if so how did you advise them or if they were to feel like that where they felt a lack of community if that was to happen how, how would you advise them as an employee oh that's a good question too I my eight children mm-hmm. have lived in I think I added it up nine different countries Whoa. On four different continents, not foreign, not on, not counting America, because obviously they lived here too. Um, and I mean, we did encourage adventure, obviously, <laughs> and travel, which is cool because you can throw them out there and then go visit. So I've been around the world, literally. That was fun. But um, of all the jobs and places my children have been, it, it only one time did I know about a child that could not find community. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about that till, I mean, it was a summer job, just a couple of months doing an internship in um, Europe. And I didn't know about how lonely she was, Uh but I think for her, and then the next um, internship she did, it was the total opposite. So I think she had the same experience I did of moving to, you know, 13 hours away Uh and discovering not community and then finding community. So uh, I actually not ever, uh, I would just say, be who you are and the right people will come to you. And if you reach out and claim other people, like if you feel alone, there's three out of four people say at some time they feel lonely then if you're feeling lonely, there's two out of three other people around you. So reach out. You be the one that claims someone else. That's what I would say. Like um, Gandhi's uh, be the change you want to see in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're in a position where you don't feel part of community, you know, take responsibility and and take it on yourself to create it. because that's going to be a chain reaction, isn't it? You know, you start um, building community with other people who feel lonely in the workplace, and then that's going to spread out and uh, hopefully infiltrate the the whole workplace, ideally. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Coming, Coming from contribution, that's one of our values in our, my real estate office with Keller Williams is always come from contribution. That's one of our rules. Mm-hmm. Another one is be nice, which is a good rule. 
be nice. So, yeah. Be nice. It will go far. Yes, right. It goes far. So uh, treat other people how you want to be treated yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Although we've gotten a new spin on that when we work on our um, scripts and role plays. Pay attention to what personality type the other person is, because you might not notice, but I'm in the DISC profile. I'm a high I, which means I love people, but not everybody. In fact, a lot of people aren't an I. Some people are a D, which is let's cut to the chase. I don't need any small talk. Let's just do this. So pay attention to the other person and how they are and mirror and match. Like if they are very slow in their conversation, they're very ponderous. They're thinking about everything, very purposeful. Mm -hmm. They can be an S. So you want to treat them how they are. But you would want to be, so it still works. You want to be treated like you are. So treating other people like you want to be treated is to treat them as they are. Yes. With yes. both hands. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And it helps establish rapport, doesn't it? When you um, can kind of match somebody like that in the way that they're speaking um, but also just things like, you know, in terms of how you want to be treated, you know, um, you know, being treated with respect and good manners. And, you know, if, if you like to, to have a bit of a joke, then you would want somebody to share jokes with, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah. Oh, here's a thought. You could claim them. <laughs> <laughs> You can choose them and love them, acknowledge them, invest in them, and let them know they matter. Exactly. Exactly. A novel idea. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't you think of that? Dear, listen, this has been a really interesting discussion. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And um, the download that you mentioned, what I'll do is I'll put that in the, the show notes for afterwards. But can you tell us where we can find out more about you, please? Sure, at diaerby.com. Okay. Real simple. Diaerby.com. Yes. You can find, uh, I've got a number of ebooks to download. You can find out about my cookbook uh, that I published. Cookbook? Yes. Wow. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. I owned a tea room in North Georgia mountains before we moved to North Carolina, where I am in Durham. And uh, when I, when we were moving and I needed to close the restaurant, the cafe, people were like, Oh, how can we get your Greek egg salad? Or what are we going to do about your frongo? <laughs> um, and I said, well, hmm, you can buy a cookbook. And <laughs> So I have that. It's called A Dollop and a Pinch, Recipes and Stories from the Baron York. That was the name of it, the Baron York. And it's got, let's see, do I have a, yeah, um, it's got stories and uh, pictures and recipes. Wonderful. And lots of good things. 
um, on in it. But there's that. And then I've got some books on Amazon, a couple of parenting spiritual books on mm-hmm. and parenting on Amazon. If you just put Dia Irby, my author page will come up, I think. Lovely. Lovely. Good. I'm interested in the, the parenting one. You know, parenting's one of those things you're always learning, aren't you? <laughs> oh, no kidding. Listen, dear, thank you very, very much. I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat to me and take me through Claim. Um, it's a really, really interesting leadership strategy. And I think it's just so simple and makes so much sense. I think it's great. Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's been a pleasure and an honor to uh, talk with you today and uh, much success to you as you help people in their uh, life switch. Yes. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Thank you very much, dear. All All right. right. Take care. Bye now. If you'd like to know more about what I do here at Life Switch Coaching, then you can go to my website at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com or you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at lifeswitchcoaching.com. Thanks very much for listening and take care.